I'm Logan. And I'm Ryan. And this is Automatic for the People. It's automatic. It's automatic. It's automatic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Automatic for the People, a Mr. Robot podcast. And we are talking about the final season of Mr. Robot. So, uh, season four, episode two. I, I, if I could ask Sam Esmail one question right now, it would be, uh, why did you abandon the zeros for the starting with the regular episodes? Like, everything before this was episode 1.0, 1.1, 1.2. It all starts at zero. And this is 401 unauthorized, which I get. 402 is payment required, which I thought might be a 402 error. But 402 error is not payment required. But maybe if there's payment required, you get a 402 error? Maybe, yeah. Maybe Mr. Robot always had to end with season four so that we could get 401 error, 402 error, 403 error. So, actually, you know what? I didn't put 402 payment required error. Oh, here we go. 402 payment required is a non-standard client error status response code that is reserved for future use. Sometimes this code indicates that the request cannot be processed until the client makes a payment. Okay, well, there you go. So that's on point. Because guess what? Not, spoilers for next whole episode. Go ahead. I want to know what 403 is now. 403 is forbidden. Hmm. And 404? I don't know. Do you know what a 404 is? I want to say yes. It's not found. Something not found, yeah. 404 is not found. So, maybe the show always had to end with season four. Because that's just perfect. I guarantee you we could go through most of the rest of the episodes and figure out the titles. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like fun, but also seems very... Playing with, you know, fire. Yeah. Playing with matches. Yeah. uh, You're you're gonna get get burned on some stuff. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just looked up 405 just to... um, Anyway, so, spoilers for Mr. Robot. Um, If you haven't watched the show, I don't know why the hell you're listening to this. But uh, we're gonna spoil... Anything and everything up to episode 402. Um, I will say we, I, I have, I, we didn't really talk about it last week, but we don't watch the next time on, like we don't watch the trailers. I watched the trailers going into the season, the teasers and stuff. You did not. So mm, I didn't. Um, so for instance, like last week when you didn't catch the, very immediate after credit scene because you're just like, oh, there's the director credit shows over. Um, and then it immediately comes back. Um, you, there was a chance that you thought Elliot was like, oh crap. Did they just kill two of the leads of the show and make this dark? I mean, I did. And yeah, until, until you said, oh, you didn't see the end. I was like, oh crap. Now it's all on Darlene. Um, so, uh, my point of all that is to say that even if it had ended there, I had seen scenes with Elliot that we have not seen yet. So I knew that it wasn't done, you know, it's kind of the, the biggest drawback of the trailers is that it, it takes away any suspense like any real suspense early, early on in movies and TV shows, because like, well, we haven't seen this scene yet. So unless that was just a big fake out, then no, he's not dead. So, um, 
anyway, so yeah, that's plenty of time for anybody to have turned it off. We're going to spoil the episodes. So just be prepared. Um, this episode opens with answers to a lot of effing questions. I mean, Price lays out very quickly the entirety of White Rose's career. Yeah, the I like the Deus group thing. Uh, I was very much like, wow, this is pretty cool. And Deus um, uh, does mean God, so there you yeah. go. Um, I, I, I was fairly sure it meant God, but I looked it up just in case. Like, yeah, that's what I thought. It meant God. Um, so they consider themselves gods. So, um, uh, so yeah, the the phrase, like the phrase Deus Ex Machina, like God in the machine or whatever. Yeah. It's it's always like a reference to something that's controlling the situation, but maybe the people in the situation don't realize that they're being controlled. Like, that's not it specifically, but it's very similar. So, Deus Group actually really works for that. Oh, I thought it played really well into the whole. Like, the whole. The sum of everything. God from the machine, not God in the machine. Sorry. Right. So, it, it was a theater term. Um, where they would like wheel people in on machines like th- like the Greek gods, like overhead or something like that. So, ah, so anyway, um, but yeah, Deus Group, such an appropriate term. Um, but I mean, what about? That whole narrative about White Rose. A, do you buy all of that? Do you um, think Bryce is telling? I know maybe it's not his whole truth, but it it feels like it's definitely the truth that Price knows about White Rose. Uh, yeah, I, I'll agree with you on that. Um, I definitely think that there was something behind White Rose pushing him. Now, whether there still is or not, I don't think so. I think he became, you know, the god in the machine. Yeah. Um, where uh, before I could, you know, and when when he's younger, it's hard to rise to power that way without someone with a lot of money standing behind you. you know? So I said this in the text chain, but this is star Wars. It's star Wars. Like not in the sense that star Wars is also like George Lucas using mythology and uh old serials and the uh like the hero's journey stuff to craft a story like they're very like time honored things you know right it has a, a mythology to it and this does too like vader doesn't become vader without the emperor the emperor doesn't become the emperor without uh, Darth Plagueis, you know, like there's always that person that kind of takes you under their wing, good or evil, but really that like you see that with the evil people, like Price thought he was Darth Vader, and it they all thought they were Darth Vader. Like, oh, we're smarter than the Emperor, and we're we're actually going to plot his demise. Um, but, it, like, they thought uh, uh, White Rose was like Julius Caesar. Like, 
All we have to do is just bide our time and we're just all going to stab this dude in the back. All right. But it didn't work that way. Like I said, they all thought that they were Darth Vader. Turns out they were uh, um, Darth Sidious, Darth Maul, uh, What's-Her-Face that worked with Sidious. Um, all of these people that he used and so quickly discarded. Like, that he just did not keep around. And maybe Elliot is Darth Vader. <laughs> Um, just trying to make a comparison to something that people will have a frame of reference for, not, not really sitting here specifically going and be like, he totally well, ripped off Star Wars, you right. know, cause he didn't because Star Wars ripped off everything else. So, well, I just watched a movie that, well, I had seen part of it before, but a friend of ours, Spencer, um, texted me and said, hey, I'm watching this. Uh, didn't you say you watched it? And I had watched almost half of it. I just never finished it. But um, it's called Under the Silver Lake. And there's a lot of weird stuff in that movie. But there's a few things that are pointed out in that movie that rung very true for me. Is that nothing is new. No. So, for you to go see a movie and go, oh, they just ripped off such and such. Well, (laughs) they ripped off this. They ripped off this. They ripped off this. They ripped off this. Um, Part of the reason I know some of the classic stories are through cartoons like DuckTales or or The Chipmunks, Alvin and the Chipmunks, or... Chippendale's Rescue Rangers or Tailspin because they took those stories classic stories and made them their own and through the cartoon I understood them and when I became older and I read these stories I'm like oh that's where DuckTales got that from so for you to think that you're watching something new at any point in time in your life you're wrong (laughs) Yeah, it's all about well, the the catch is putting a spin on it, not 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 creating something new because that's almost a hundred percent impossible. I won't say it's impossible because you know somebody will inevitably be like, well, what about this? Like, well, yeah, I mean that was kind of. Like, but it's really just a building a better mousetrap. Like somebody built the mousetrap. You can't go build the mousetrap. You can make it better. <laughs> like you, you have to find that way to make it better. So, you know, and th- that's really what it is. You know, people would point to, you know, any of the gimmicky like, oh, that was crazy kind of movies. M. Night Shyamalan's, you know, early stuff. Um, Unbreakable's fantastic. It's not new. <laughs> it's, it's not new no. at all. You know, it, it's very much, uh, uh, you know, a classic. And he even references that in the, the thing. He's like, oh, no, it's just these superhero stories. So, which themselves are very much modern mythology. And uh, anyway, we're getting off on a tangent. But all that to say that, like, I do, while I'm watching this and recognizing, like, all of those things, like, this modern day version of it is wonderful and fascinating and riveting and just, the best thing on freaking television in the last God knows how long possibly ever, you know? And so while I'm seeing all this, I'm and recognizing it. I'm still just like, can Sam Esmo just rewrite everything? Like, can, wouldn't that be great? Can we just give him like infinite budget and be like, Hey, can we get your version of Hamlet? Cause like, we'd really like to see that. 
Romeo and Juliet, maybe. Um, I don't any any of that. Any of that. Just give us your version of that. So yeah, I really love the Boz Lerman Romeo and Juliet stuff. So I, I think he could do better. <laughs> I know you like that, but I would love to see his version of that kind of story. Um, but yeah, I love that we get so many answers to what the hell, like, what is White Rose about? Where did he, she come from? Like, what was, how did they get to this point? And we get the answers to that. And it stops just effing short of like, yeah, we always kind of mocked uh, her secret project and turns out that like that was the point the whole time and now we're fools and she's going to get what she wants and we have no ability to stop her and but we still don't know what the hell it is no that's the to me that's one of the most interesting things is we're still not exactly sure what it is um but you talked about how many questions got answered it just Brought up just as many more questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, A big one at the end. I don't want to jump to it, but we'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, First talk there. (laughs) There um, is. It it definitely brought up, like, we still don't know what the project was. What it has to do with the Congo, necessarily. Um, I think the Congo is just all about the, the space available. And maybe easily disguisable. But it's funny that the Congo has been a part of this since the beginning. Yeah, the very beginning. And now we have things going on. And it's not necessarily... Is it the Congo? It's a rainforest somewhere. What, What rainforest is like burning to the ground? I don't think it's the Congo. I think it's in Congo is in Africa, right? Um, yeah, Central Africa. Uh, there's a rainforest burning. <laughs> you threw me off. I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah, in Brazil, uh, Amazon fires. Oh. You know what? I probably saw that like a news story that said something about the Amazon being on fire, and I probably assumed it was <laughs> Amazon. Uh, oh. At that time, I was scrolling through news stories, and it was like uh, uh, Chattanooga subway robbed or something like that. And I was like, Chattanooga doesn't have a subway. I was like, oh, the restaurant. <laughs> Like I'm an idiot. <laughs> that's hilarious. It's funny yeah. that I mean that's what that's how that's how modern times will put your brain into this weird like you're really not that stupid, but you can say some things that come off extremely dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what it so good? I, I hate to keep harping on the white rose story, but uh, backstory, but. What about the internet thing? I mean, this, it. I love it, but this is also a show that not only are the characters entrenched in internet culture and, like, that is their livelihood, that is their everything, and the show itself relies heavily on the internet for, you know, promotion. Most shows do at this point. Um, and then it's just shots fired about, about the internet was this way to, it was like signing over our souls. It was the the contract and us going like, oh yeah, this looks great. Check. Yes. (laughs) There's a couple of funny memes floating around, but one of them I just saw recently said like, he said 1990s. Don't get in the cars with strangers. 2000s, don't meet strangers off the internet. Um, And then there was another one. And then it said, you know, 2010s, 
uh, use the internet to find strangers to come pick you up from your house in their car. You know, and it it's just kind of funny how we've turned our lives over to that. And we won't answer the door when people knock on it. But we'll get online to order someone to come pick us up that we've never met, never seen before. I have no idea what they're like. You have complete strangers to address, but if somebody you might know shows up and knocks on your door, you're just you're like, like peeking out the windows going, who's yeah. knocking on my door? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a it's a really strange time to be alive. Yeah, it's it's very it's a very antisocial social culture. And like it's, it, it's gone from like people don't want to talk to each other people don't want to call each other on the phone. Like, no, I'd rather order it through an online service. Well, I don't have to talk to anybody. I'd rather text you than to call you on the phone. I mean, there are people that I rarely ever talk to on the phone. If Spencer calls me on the phone, something you is... You automatically think wrong. something's wrong. Yeah. Because he, if he wants to, like, if he's like, I don't want to, uh, like, I want to actual have an actual, like, conversation he'll text me and say hey you free for a phone call he won't just call me if he calls me out of the blue something's wrong and i'm not saying that's right or wrong or whatever it's just like yeah this is the culture we've opted into and we're not making an effort to back away from that we seem to just be digging ourselves further and further like into that hole and oh i agree with you 100 percent on that this, this started as yes a story very much entrenched in uh modern times and it still is but it's slowly becoming uh a warning uh yeah i mean that's pretty accurate you know, uh, it it's going to be up there with, like, Orwell's uh, stuff, like 1984. Yeah, or 84. Or um, stuff like that where it's just like, no, this, I mean, Mike Judge's uh, idiocracy. <laughs> idiocracy. Uh, <laughs> like, you uh, never react, re, will never elect a reality TV star for, to be president. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but James here Cameron, Terminator 2. Yeah. yeah. Oddly enough, we're right on the doorstep of that. Yeah. Yeah. And we're opting into it where it's just like, there are lines at the grocery store for the self-checkout. <laughs> lines. And I'm just like, the whole purpose of that was to like, help people get through quicker and now you've got people with two cartfuls of stuff in the self-checkout line who oddly enough don't know how to work the self-checkout <laughs> yeah um and, and it's just like honestly at this point unless there's nobody in line if i've got more than two or three things like i i just go through the regular checkout unless there's nobody in line. Like if there's nobody there and like there's, you know, three or four people in line at the one register that's open or whatever, then I, I'll just go through the self checkout. It's only a few things, but if I've got, you know, 80, a hundred dollars worth of groceries or whatever, I'll just go stand in line. I'm like, okay, well I'll wait in line. Yeah, I'll do that too. Um, um, yeah, we're getting off track again. Uh, but the, the point being that we're opting into this, like we're oh, not yeah, you're talking about white roads against yeah. this, this, uh, culture of like, uh, of not interacting with, of you know, only interacting with people through, like the wall of our cell phones or our computers or whatever. Like 
I, man, I don't want to talk to anybody in line at the grocery store or whatever, you know, or McDonald's or, you know, I'm going to tell them they're going to screw up my order and, you know, and yeah, that happens. But like, I mean, what are we going to do when robots have our jobs? <laughs> All of us, every single one of us. The only people are the people that run the machines, which won't be a majority of us, and the people that create art. Like, machines can't do that. Not with the soul that humanity can. I mean, you can program a machine to splatter paint or actually paint a picture or whatever, but it doesn't have that you won't have that connection to it, you know? So like if you're not an artist in the next 30 years, you might be screwed. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. An artist or some kind of programmer, you're screwed. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to skip back to. So let it go too far. More, we get some more Mr. Robot narrating this episode. Which is unsettling AF. Yeah. <laughs> every, it is pretty. I know it's only been two episodes, but every time he talks in the narration, I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> Why is he talking to us? So, and also, in light of what we find out at the end of the episode, is he talking to us? Was yeah, it exactly. talking to us? This um, whole... Yeah, I don't want to jump to that yet either because there's a there's so much stuff that happens between um, some season uh, two stuff you probably didn't think was ever going to come back, but you know what? We've said this before. Sam Esmail is uh, very much uh, uh, oh God. What is the the thing we're we're always talking about? Check Chekhov's gun. Yeah. If you saw a gun in the first act, guess what? Somewhere in the second or third act, somebody's getting shot. Season two, Susan Jacobs gets killed. And it's all. It's all. Yeah, and then you kind of just don't know what her part in the story is, other than they took her house. Right. She was a, a lawyer or whatever, or for the company. And. Like, so they, they used her house and cause she was going to be out of town and blah, 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 whatever. She comes back they accidentally kill her, quote unquote, accidentally kill her, um, then burn her body. Um, there's, n that's literally a plot that's self-contained. Like once they burn her body and abandon the house and all of that's like, it's done. Like, you don't ever have to come back to that. But for that to come back in the way that it now has come back is... Yeah, it's freaking nuts, man. It's brilliant. It's such such foresight. And, like, mm, I wish Sam Esmail had written Lost. <laughs> well, we... At the same time we find out about her, we find out about their mom. Like, definitely was still alive. Well, there's a um, thing to find out before that, though. Because that's... The, when you find out Susan Jacobs was a key player in some of this with Price, Elliot tells Price that, uh, well, White Rose killed your daughter. When he's trying to convince him to get on board to set that meeting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, what, you didn't think I investigated you either? Or you two or whatever? So, how long did Elliot freaking know? That Angela was his daughter. Was it after well, she? Well, that's part of what. That's part of part of what I want to talk about at the end. Okay. Um, I don't want to bring it up right now. I'd rather bring it up at the end. Okay. Well, um, because I'll forget. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to. And also, I probably still try to remember. Both, uh, they're both dead men walking. So. It kind of backs up. Right, I I I signed Elvis. up to be a dead guy whenever 
Yep. Yeah, and so and told Elliot so did you. you. Um, um so that kind of backs up the whole Elliot probably not making it out of this one. So um that's when he gets when Price leaves, that's when he gets the phone call from Darlene that says it's mom, she's gone. So Yeah, that kinda all hits right at the same time for Elliot. I don't know how deep you want to get into the whole the mom dying thing, but that uh, the only thing I wanted to talk about was Darling put this jacket on, and to me it feels like I've seen this jacket before. Yeah, it but looks she like takes it out of her mom's closet. It looks like every jacket she's ever had. <laughs> um, and I was like, well, that looks like her other jacket. Yeah, uh, Elliot finds the Walkman. Yeah, which we know what's on, but yeah, we find out later what's on it. Yeah, Um, Elliot's trying to rush through it. Or at first, Darlene feels like she's trying to rush. Then Elliot's like, "Let's just go," and Darlene's like, "You know, let's just chill out." And she finds the safe deposit box thing, um, which has nothing. There's there's another checkoff gun for you right there. Yeah, um, there's something I, I don't think we've seen the end of that plot thread. Like it ends, but I don't know that we've seen the end of it. So, um, but I, so you're getting past what I wanted to talk about with uh, okay with the mom dying when they get there. The first conversation they have is with one of the ladies that works at the facility talking about what a wonderful person their mother was yeah I thought that was funny too and that's why I said I don't know how deep you want to get into this whole thing but I know we've referenced it before but those are the worst conversations in the world when somebody is telling you how great a person is, when it, and yeah, you just and you look at them, you just like, don't know them as well as I do. <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to speak ill about them, but no, like I'm not saying that they're Satan, you know. But God, it's it's so just frustrating to have somebody go on and on about how wonderful somebody is. And you, I don't know if it's frustrating because you just want to be like, no, they're lying to you. Or you just want to look at them and go, then how come I never saw that? Why didn't I ever see that person? Because that's not the person that I knew, you know? And and it's Um, just watching them go through that really, really landed on me. Like big time, so because just like you, it's it's a conversation yeah. I've had to have and be like, yeah, you know, I mean, <sighs> you're not seeing the same person that I know. So. Yeah, and and also people say, was she really saying that, like because she felt that, or was she saying that because she was trying to speak, right? You know, kindly. Yeah. yeah. So, and sometimes people just don't know what to say. Like, not not to. I mean, I'll bring it up anyway. Um, especially since we're talking about moms. Several people. Uh, you know, we started this podcast. I was going through cancer treatment. Um, several freaking people were walked up to me and said, "Your poor mom. I just don't know how she's handling all this." And I'm just like, "Really? <laughs> really?" I mean, I'm sure it's stressful for her, but I hate to break it to you. It's not a picnic for me. <laughs> um, but uh, some, so sometimes people just don't don't know what to say. Um, so yeah, the safety deposit box. That's uh, that's interesting. Do you have any guesses as to what she might need a safety deposit box for? I think I lost Ryan.
No, you didn't lose me. Oh. I would think it, it would be a will of some sort. Um, I was drinking my drink and I couldn't sit it down fast enough to hit unmute. Um, or something to that effect. Um, not, not really a guess because anything at this point is really just a guess. Um, what I really want to know about is actually at this point in time, they haven't made it to the safety deposit box yet, but it cuts to, uh, what's her name being interrogated by her uh, Dom talking about Santiago and she, yeah, she outs him as a double agent, which at first you're like, Oh God, was that like, is she turning on the dark army? And then you find out during her conversation with Janice that like, no, that was kind of the plan. See, that was my question to you was like, he was a double agent though, right? <laughs> yeah. But so, and it's, it kind of lost me there. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> well, but see, that's, that's the, that's the red herring, right? Like, oh no, he was a double agent. Here's some stuff that proves that he's, he's missing now. They don't know he's dead. So that kind of further proves the theory. As long as we're looking for him, then we're not looking for a double agent in our midst. If you give somebody right. an enemy, they won't see you as the enemy. Like yeah, that, I got you. that's like a, I don't want to say it's like an art of war thing, but um, like that's a very old. Uh, that's a pup named Scooby Doo thing. <laughs> the red herring. Um, but no, I mean it, it's it's always like if you can unite people against a common enemy, you can pretty much bend them to your will. So, like, if they think this guy was working with the bad guys, meanwhile, the bad guys are still in, have still infiltrated the organization, they can just point them in whatever direction they want. So, I, I mean, it makes total sense to me. And for, uh, like I said, but up until that conversation with Janice, I was like, oh, snap, is she, like, about to flip on the Dark Army? Like, is this going to... And then we get the conversation with Janice, which Janice is creepy, man. Yeah, and then short shortly out, Janice is creepy with her building this deer head or whatever it is she's doing. Yeah. But right after this is when, um, like, I had texted you. Deposit box. And, uh. What does she say? Like, don't you want to know what's in there? Hello? Like, your well, adoption papers? Yeah. I'm like, oh, is he adopted? <laughs> that's after the funeral home, though. Because, like, there's a scene with Mr. Robot and Elliot before that where Mr. Robot is telling Elliot, like, hey, you need to take a step back here. Like, I know you're focused on getting White Rose, but your mother just died and you need to take a second. And, like, we're kind of getting Mr. Robot as the responsible part of this Elliot-Mr. Robot dynamic, where he used to be the chaotic part of that dynamic. But, like, right. let's turn it all to the ground. And he's the one now telling Elliot, you need to pause and, like, just take a step back here and look at things. Like, take it in. Like, you're you're acting on emotion and not with logic and all of this is going to build up and, you know, you're going to do something that, that, you know, you can't fix. Um, and then that's when we get to the funeral home and Darlene's just like, I don't know. I don't know what she'd want. Uh, and Elliot walks in and he's like, uh, cardboard, uh, cremation, cardboard coffin, cheapest urn you've got. <laughs> and like, that's it. That's their mom's funeral. Um, and they have their little, uh, 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 yeah, that's when they bring up the adoption thing. And I was like, oh crap, is he adopted? Cause the first thing she said 
about the tape was that wasn't meant for her to listen to. And I was like, oh, crap. Are they, is, is he really adopted? Are they both adopted? Yeah. yeah well, that turns out I was the subway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's that, when they're that, sitting next to the bunny. Yeah. yeah like, so, oh, my God. Uh, my condolences. Um, yeah, when when they're uh, waiting for the subway, she says, "You don't you want to know what's in there? Like, it could be anything. Adoption papers, your adoption papers. A lot of people online hopped on that immediately. I'm totally in the, it was a joke. That's all it was, a joke. I don't think. Well, after I found out who the tape was to, I knew it was a joke. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt it was a joke. I the definitely... tape was to Angela's mom. Yeah. So I assume they spent a lot of time at Angela's. Yeah. I would think so. I would imagine that their dad worked a lot. And uh, they they did not want to be at home. So, um, yeah. It was... It was bittersweet to to hear them like you made a happy Mother's Day tape for Angela's mom. That's so sad. Um, what a, we missed something? Oh, uh, Darlene mentions Elliot having episodes as a kid. Yeah, and she's like, you know, you, you would hold my hand and all that stuff. Do you think it's like episodes as in like episodes of Mr. Robot where he's like, you know, or is it episodes of something else? It's, uh, it's not of her, of their dad. It's of something else. Well, I was very Robert, deep, right? That it's the, it's what we haven't seen yet. It's, the information we get at the end of this episode is that's what you yeah, think. That's exactly what I think it is. Yeah. Um, there's also a scene with white Rose and Pierce where Pierce, uh, pushes down the Christmas tree. Well, white oh Rose my God, that was so good. Um, <laughs> that was so good. Pierce resigns. Um, and it very much seems like this is how he's going to play into Elliot's, uh, scheme like his resignation is going to cause them to have to have a meeting or whatever mm -hmm. so yeah um yeah that was such a when good... i saw the tree i was like hmm i wonder how long that tree's going to stand up <laughs> through the series and it didn't even make it out of the scene i was like oh my god that's awesome yeah it's pretty great um darlene does come clean about uh um, Killing what's her name Yeah uh, Jacobs um, And Elliot Kind of loses it Which you know Understandable Because like What the crap you know This is the one person Who like Could get me All of the information that I need And it so happens that while I was in prison you stormed her house you and killed, killed her. her. <laughs> like, what the hell, Darlene? Uh, but I mean, in fairness to Darlene, she didn't know. Elliot did turn himself into the cops. <laughs> so, like, um, so, yeah, and they, they uh, you know, listen to the, the, the tape. We already talked about that. But, uh, um so, uh, Dar well, after she comes clean about uh, that, the murder, she brings up uh, Vera. She's like, I thought it might have something to do with, like, him acting weird. Thought it might have something to do with Vera showing up at your apartment a few months ago. Elliot has no idea what she's talking about. Yeah, and I know. That honestly, unless, when unless you recently rewatched season three... You probably didn't remember it either. Because it happens at the very end of season three. The only reason I remembered it is because you had brought it up 
um, shortly before we quit doing the rewatch. Um, or before I quit doing the rewatch with you. That's <laughs> um, finished doing the rewatch. <laughs> um, you had brought it up, and I had forgot all about it until you brought it up. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. You did show back up. Because he said something about being a brave traveler. And so Elliot doesn't remember. And he and Mr. Robot have a knockdown drag out about this. And I mean, I know we've seen Mr. Robot lie to Elliot, but this is not that. Like, I mean, and you get confirmation of that by the end, but this is very much a like, I didn't have that conversation with Vera. I don't remember this. I, I'm just as in the dark as you are. I don't know what happened. Who did he talk to? And the episode ends with young Elliot spinning in a chair in the room, the very room that we see in the opening scene yeah, of the, this series. The top 1% of the top 1% or whatever it is. With his mom walking in saying, come on, we have to go. We have to go see somebody. He's like, who, Mr. Robot? And she said, no, uh, the other one or something. I should have wrote it down. Something to that effect. So. Something that. I can't. I know we haven't talked about it much. But it is something we have. Talked about. I know on this show. That there is another personality. Um, yeah, we I've make references about it and to it. About it. About people. Like, oh, is this person also one of Elliot's personalities? Right. Is this person one of Elliot's personalities? And, like, that may not be the case at all. More than Here's what I came up with. Right. It's, but it's, at the same time, it's someone you have seen. You think so? Because if you think about the different types of personalities we've seen from Elliot, just that, just his face. You've seen different versions of Elliot, and then you've seen Mister Robot. Okay, so you're saying it's it's an Elliot we've seen. We just didn't know it that was... we were seeing two different Elliots. Okay, okay. So, what do you think about that final scene, though? Is that a just a metaphor? Or is that something that really happened? Like, is that like about him spinning in the chair and stuff? Yeah, is that a metaphor for what's going on in his head, or is that an actual situation that really happened? It could be a situation that happened um, when he was a kid. Um. Maybe his mom was doing really weird stuff to him, like hypnotizing him and doing all kinds of stuff, um, trying to treat him. You know. Oh my God! If we have like a Manchurian Candidate kind of thing going on, oh, that would be crazy. But I definitely, the more and more and more I thought about it, I was like, the only thing I can think of is because uh, you got to think about the different versions of Elliot that we've seen. We've seen the junky, strung out version of Elliot, and then all of a sudden, he's clean, sober, gone straight, bringing these people down, doesn't care about Angela as much anymore. That guy disappeared. That junky, I'm in love with Angela, blah, blah, blah guy, he disappeared. Yeah. That vigilante hacker, I'm going to save my... Yeah. He disappeared. It's going to be really interesting. Um, I feel like we're going to get answers about Vera definitely next week. So, 
Maybe not all the answers we want and probably a lot more questions, but definitely answers. So, um, this episode was phenomenal. Like just beginning. I mean, the premiere was phenomenal too. So I, I, I mean, we're two for two in this season. Um, I mean, I think we're batting a thousand on the show altogether. I know a lot of people don't agree. Um, but uh, especially season two, but I mean, God, it's so freaking good. Like I'm on the edge of my seat watching the show when I watch it now. Uh, I, I feel like I'm back in season one, you oh, know, very much. so uh, I'm excited to see what's next. Um, I, I think we're definitely going to find out more about the safe deposit box. Um, I don't think we've seen the last of that. Definitely think. I mean, I definitely think I'm wrong about the Elliot thing. I'm just saying it's, there's very much a big difference in the Elliot's that. No, I, I agree with you. Um, it would be interesting to see if that's the route they go. If it's just a different version of Elliot. Instead of a different personification where they don't bring in another actor to play the part. So. Would be- I racked my brain about it. Um, um, and one of the key things that brought me to that was back to the future <clears throat> part two. What do you mean? There's two different versions of Marty that um, exist. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be. And while they're both still Marty, they're two different Martys. Yeah, there's two different versions of the same Marty. One knows a lot more than the other one does. <laughs> uh, um, it's funny I mentioned M Night earlier because this rings of his superhero stuff. The uh, glass. Yeah, I, I still haven't seen. Split. Uh, I've uh, seen. Uh, I haven't seen Glass. That's the one I haven't seen. Glass is pretty good. Unbreakable is still the best of the bunch. Split is is good for McAvoy's performance. It's a for me. It was a difficult movie to watch. Yeah, it was a little hard to watch. Um, but McAvoy, like you said, was just... Yeah. Oh, my God, he was so good. Yeah, he's a phenomenal actor. Um, he's, he's Him and... Uh, what's his name were the reasons I wanted to go see It Chapter 2? Or he, yeah, it's he's pretty good. Over, or whatever it's called. <laughs> it's It Chapter 2. It's not It's Over. Uh, it's Over. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's uh he's really good in in it. So uh anyway, that's that's all I got for Mr. Robot. Everything else is God, there's so much TV it's impossible to keep up with now. It's just too freaking much, man. Oh, I agree with you on that. Um and you're behind on like everything. Yeah, it's because I keep finding all these new shows to watch. Stop watching new shows. Can't help it, man. That one I told y'all about earlier, that thing's pretty good. Yeah. Um, legit sources are saying that uh, Lucifer... I told you earlier, like, I didn't trust the sources I was reading. Now mm-hmm. I'm from fairly legit sites that... Uh, what's his name? Um... Has been spotted on set in costume. Of course, in costume, Lucifer is just wearing a suit, you know. Right. So, um, well, good. We'll get the, that'll bring up the Constantine Lucifer stuff that people want to. I'd be great. It'd be great. Um, yeah, yeah, Arrow premiered this week. Very much referenced Crisis on Infinite Earths coming. Uh. It was pretty confusing episode because 
it opens and it feels like it's season one all over again. And I'm like, what is going on? But you figure it out pretty quick. So, and it seems like they're making an effort to get everybody back for an episode. Apparently Netflix is working on a bone animated series. Yep. That'll be cool. So, um, anyway, yeah, we don't have to ramble on. I think we're going to do the third episode and then the plan is to do an in-between episode, right? To try to get a, a couple of people, Jess, hopefully, um, maybe the dude I met at, uh, Dragon Con, since he knows Jess too, and talk about the first three episodes as a whole, like a little bit of a round table discussion, maybe. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. And then we'll do that, uh, for, I definitely like to throw about, throw my multiple Elliot idea out there and see yeah. what other people think. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm discounting you, just saying, like, to me, it just, I, like I said, I racked my brain and racked my brain, and there was a question I remember someone asking Esmail on Twitter, do I need to go back and rewatch Back to the Future Part 2? And he said, yeah, that's probably a good idea. I mean, that's always a good Who's idea. the other person? Uh, that's what, of course it's always a good idea. That's why that's why his response was so great. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. How is it a bad idea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's never a bad idea to watch one of the best sequels ever made. Probably, if you discount Star Wars films as sequel films, my favorite sequel film ever made. Because I like Back to the Future 2 more than I like Back to the Future. <laughs> so... All you Godfather 2 people can suck it. Uh, Godfather 2. Oh, well, good. My, my celebrity chef dude that I was telling you about, Carl Ruiz. Carl Ruiz they yeah. died. They found out it was just... It, well, they found out it was a heart attack. But he used to be a real heavy drug user. I was scared that they were going to pop up and be like, no, we found cocaine and this and that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That would have been horrible. Uh, um, have you seen the trailers for Runaways? Season 3? I think I caught a glimpse of one the other day. You know, it's confirmed, right? Crossover. Yeah, that, yeah the, the crossover's coming. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jennifer Aniston broke Instagram today. Oh, good for her. Don't care. Apparently, she just opened her account today. Oh, well. And she crashed the app. <laughs> she can bite me. Uh, uh, anyway, well, we should just end it there before we um, yeah, get off in the worst stuff. Yeah. Uh, at Mr. Robot Podcast, Mr. Robot Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can support the show. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash automatic for the people. Uh, there's old episodes up. Uh, I think I've got about the first 40, 30 to 40 episodes up. Um, the goal is before the end of the season to have all of our back catalog, which is about a hundred episodes up. So we'll see if I get that done. <laughs> So, yeah, for a dollar a month, you can have access to old episodes. So, there you go. Um, you can pay a dollar, download them, and then never pay us again. <laughs> um, keep listening. Yeah, please do. And go write and review us on iTunes. So, um, we'll be back next week talking about... Uh, we'll be a fourth of the way through the series finale. So, or the... I can't, I can't wait to see uh, what, better hold on to your butts. What is, yeah. what is it? Yes. Jackson, hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts. Uh, so, all right. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, bye, everybody.
Here's a little ghost for the offering. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's a truck stop instead of St. Peter's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Andy Coffin's gone wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 